0: tuning into Zero's Talking Heroes, the podcast whose toilets are gorgeous. Also, in advance, sorry about the echo. The podcast room is becoming barren. It's it's a sad day. I'm not giving you any context on that. It's a sad, sad day. My name is Joe, and I have with me two other Decepticons to talk to you about the movie Bumblebee. I just panicked and forgot. I realized I didn't come up with anything, so it's Decepticons. Now. Okay. Their names are Corey. The podcast that's rethinking the beach. And sequel. The podcast I once stole about some Malamars. We know. And you memorized that. I did. crazy. I did. I love Malamars.
1: I actually don't. I'm not a Malamar guy.
0: I never was, and then I had one as an adult, and I was like, it's a s'mores cookie. I get it. I'm in. I'm exactly. back in. I don't
2: hate marshmallow, but I don't love marshmallow. Marshmallows only go on real, actual s'mores. That's the only thing I have. Mar- I don't like Rice Krispies. Like, like Rice Krispie treats. They're just a little too sweet. You... you you hurt? Why do you hurt me, Corey? have yeah.
0: yeah, rice krispie treat cereal. Yeah, no, I'm that's good. the best cereal. It's <laughs> very I very like, good cereal. I like rice krispie cereal. Ah, oh, but you could have it with marshmallows. I'm not a
2: big marshmallow guy.
0: Clearly, I learned something new today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> but before Bubble Bee stuff happens, let's let you know the things that we also watched this week. Hey, Sequel, what'd you watch? Not much. I've been busy with sports stuff. I watched the NFL draft, we won't talk about it.
1: First round anyway, second round going on as we speak. I watched some playoff hockey and um pretty much it, not a lot of movies. Big week. Yeah, it was it was lackluster for me in the movie department, but um yeah, so
2: sorry guys. Nothing nothing for me. Did you watch any of the other Yes yeah. playoff series? I watched as many game segments as I could as I could stomach. There's three. There are three. Uh I got one and a half of them. The Canes' Capitals one was awesome. Yeah, no, that, that game was, was great. Went to OT. Can't Double O T. Can't ask for much more
1: than
0: that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, that was fun. Um, I wish Boston
2: lost, a, but they didn't. So the beat goes on. I'm I'm truly hoping that Boston loses this round because they've got they got coming up. Nash, No, not Nashville. That's the other side. Who beat the Lightning? Columbus. Columbus. They got Columbus. They beat Columbus in Game 1 already. Oh, they did? Okay. Yesterday. I'm hoping Boston still loses because I'd like to have an Eastern Conference that's filled with not the usual fare. Right? Because we've already got the Caps out. We've mm-hmm. got the Penguins gone. If we can get rid of Boston, it's just teams that haven't really been there very much and it would be great. It'd be a really cool storyline for hockey, I think.
1: I agree. I mean, my team's still in it, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Boston, I'm I'm more comfortable with facing Boston. I mean, facing Columbus than Boston because I I don't think the Islanders. I can't remember the last time the Islanders beat Boston in a regular season game. I mean, it's they're just a really tough team and a tough matchup. And Columbus, very talented. That would be a competitive series as well. I'm just a little, and then we got to get past the Hurricanes first. So. Sure, of course. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here.
2: I, I'm really excited about this Hurricane series. Um, my team's obviously not in it, but honestly whoever comes out of this series is going to be fine with me. It'd be fun to watch. Um, Rob Rindenworth, the coach of the Hurricanes, and he was one of my favorite hockey players growing up, so I'm like, yes. I don't care. You can lose to the Isles in four. It doesn't matter to me, but just please, as long as you Please do. That <laughs> <laughs> no, would be really cool
1: if like, the second round, the Islanders... If the Islanders advance past this with another sweep, which is asking for a lot they go into the third round having only played eight games, I'm like, if they face Boston, Boston had to play 14. Exactly. Yeah. That would be the
2: dream. That's all you got? That's it. Corey, what'd you watch? Alright, I got a whole bunch of things. Uh, the first on my list is Observe and Report. Funny movie. It is a really, really funny movie. Never seen it. It's in, like an offbeat... It's what Paul Blart should have been. Yeah, but <laughs> well, yeah. It's Seth Rogen... You shut your mouth. Paul <laughs> Blart is perfection. <laughs> Uh, Seth Rogen is a rent-a-cop, mall cop, mall cop, yeah. And there's a, a flasher and a thief terrorizing the mall, and it's pretty much just which him. Which one is
0: observe and which one is report?
2: See, that's the only thing. I feel like that, like I don't often root for them to use the name of the movie in the script, but I feel like this one, it would have been really apropos for Ray Liotta to have turned him like, "You have a very important job." Observe and Report. And they didn't do it, and no, I was waiting for it the whole time. Oh, this was
0: the movie. Yeah. Yes. Okay.
2: Observe and Report is the name of the movie.
0: And I, no, I get that. I, yeah. I was, that's the movie that you were naming actors from. Yes, yes. Okay. Ray Liotta,
2: Seth Rogen, Michael Pena, Anna Faris, Jesse Plemons. I think Danny McBride? Danny McBride's in it. A Season Sorry is in it. Yeah, it,
1: that's
2: right. Yeah, it's got a whole bunch of people in it. Um... It's good. It was it was a really really enjoyable movie. I got a couple of good belly laughs on the train out of it, which obviously makes me happy.
0: And everyone else uncomfortable.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, but that happened again today. Spoilers. And it's on Netflix. So if you are in the mood for a comedy, it's a really good one to turn on. I watched all of Jack Ryan. The John Krasinski. John Krasinski on Amazon Prime.
0: I have not watched any more than I did, like, when it came out. I... I'm like, halfway done.
2: I was fortunate enough to have a spring break as a teacher, so I just, over the course of, like, a day and a half, me and me and the wife rearranged our, like, lounge room, like, flipped it, and we just had it on. We just... First thing we moved was the TV and the TV stand. Turned it on, and it was just going, and I was sitting for a lot of it, and then when she needed something heavy moved, I'd get up. I was sitting Move for most it. of it not really moving anything it was great. Listen, I moved all the heavy things and most of most of rearranging the room is putting the things back in an aesthetically pleasing order so yeah, we're, we're out
0: for that department yeah she,
2: that's what that's what the wife likes to do let her do it and she had already seen it so it didn't matter that she wasn't watching
0: without you
2: <laughs> yeah <of> right. <laughs> she yells at me if I accidentally like click a show that we're watching together. I watched one extra episode of Death Note. I'm at episode five of that, by the way.
0: She was watching that with you.
2: Yeah, and fun fact for you guys: um, the thing I hate the most about animes is um, is the opening, the opening score. I, I, I hate, don't understand. They hate have, it. They have such banging music ninety percent of know. the time. I fucking hate that. I hate that style of music. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it.
0: So fun and good. Got it. Fuck you. <laughs>
2: My wife is on is in your camp, by the way. most people
0: are. She I feel literally like. turned
2: to me and was like, "What? That's how I know if I'm gonna like an anime or not. If the music's good, I know the show's good. Like, that's not. I don't think that's indicative. I don't think so either. But that's what she claims. I've seen crappy shows with good opening. Oh nope. She she's like, I'm probably gonna like this because I like the song. Whatever. All right. Anyway, I'm in the minority here. I get it. Blockers. I watched Blockers. Pretty funny, right? Pretty funny. It was funnier than you um, led me to believe. Uh, which is good. You, uh, you Good undersell. Yeah, I'd rather be undersold than oversold. I'm a
1: crusty old soul.
0: <laughs>
2: it's, it's totally... It takes a lot to make me laugh. It's totally days. fair. You're...
0: <laughs> I, I hear you, sadly.
2: <laughs> You're not wrong with the butt-shut scene. That was
1: amazing. It was
2: <laughs> fucking hysterical. Especially, like, the twist on the other side of the... Uh, yeah, that, yeah, 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 we won't spoil that. Exactly. Anymore. But there was a moment fuck, when was it? Oh, it was when they they were first reading the messages. And the one dad is like, wait, you guys, you seriously don't understand this? Yeah. (laughs) And it was, I just couldn't help myself, because John Cena and oh, what is her name? Oh, crap, what is her name? Uh, I know, Leslie Mann. Thank you. Are like, oh, they're they're doing a a high-five handshake over uh, an eggplant. An an eggplant high-five. No, that's Look, look, they're watering the eggplant. They're starting, like, a horticulture club. <laughs> I couldn't help. Like, I... It oh, fucking I think that was it. in
0: the trailer. Okay. Yeah.
2: It was good. It, oh, I, I really enjoyed it. And my last thing. I watched The Founder, finally. Because that also was on Netflix. Was it not awesome? It was... I really liked the movie. I fucking hated the story.
0: It's
1: infuriating. It's
2: such an <laughs> infuriating
0: story. But you hated it because it's infuriating, not because it's bad. Yeah, Correct. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Correct. I it's really a really good it. movie. Yes. yes. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, but the story, like. You're supposed to. Yeah. And He's an, an asshole.
2: For real.
1: It's, uh. <laughs> there's a you moment. want to see the asshole get his comeuppance. Yeah. And it doesn't. It
2: never happens. <laughs> it doesn't happen. And, and, Ugh. The weird political parallels that we have to avoid because this is not that type of show. Just like it, just like got into my skin a little bit. But the moment when he's finally settling, and he and he does a handshake. Yeah, I was. You like, know, they're not getting their money. The yeah. fuck are you
0: thinking? They knew they weren't yeah. getting their money either. This they just money. wanted to be Well, the percentage. They get the money. Yes,
2: yeah. if they got that that money that, that right. whatever was laid out yeah.
0: in that contract
1: they signed. Yeah, <sighs> I just. Yep. At that point, it was just all right. Let's just end this.
2: Yeah, it just it, and it hurts. It hurts because you're pulling. You're pulling for him early on, like you you feel for him. You're like, oh, good. He's a hustler. He, he backs the idea. He gets it. And, and then it takes a turn. And then it takes a turn, and it turns hard.
1: Yep. I'm almost rooting for him in in a sense. You're rooting against the McDonald brothers for being so inflexible. Yeah. I was at that point. It's the moment when he is hitting on uh, Linda Cardinale. Oh my god! And she goes, "Well, when did you start it?" And then he takes credit for it. It's yeah. like, okay, this, this mm-hmm. guy is not our not our hero anymore.
2: Yeah, and it's one of those. The, the movie gives you a whole mess of good counterfactual scenarios. Like, well, what if he? What, what if the McDonald brothers had been like, "All right, fine, let's up it to, let's up it to five percent." We'll take three, you take two, that'll double your money, exactly enough, or something along those lines. If a lot of this other stuff wouldn't have come down the pipe. I, I don't think it would have I think it I think things probably would have transpired the same at the end. I just maybe would have elongated the relationship for a year. We'll never know. We won't. We'll never know. But yeah, Michael Keaton Michael Keaton's performance um great what's oh Jesus Ron Swanson Nick Offerman thank you Nick Offerman's performance I, I thought was really good his, his brother who's uh, that's an actor I
0: really like I I, I don't, don't
2: know his name know his
0: he name played name. the brother on the Drew Carey show yes, yes and he's also in Zodiac
2: yes he is no he idea plays what his name is. Arthur Lee Allen he plays Arthur Lee Allen yeah so he, long story short again that's also on Netflix it's, it's worth a two hour run for sure it filled in the gap in my afternoon between when we had run out of things to watch and Game of Thrones started. I had like two, two, two and a half hours. I was like, right, I'll just throw this on one. DVR was caught up. I was like, yeah, right, cool. And that's it for me, Joe. That was everything? That was all yeah. four already? Was, yeah, it's all, it all, all of it. Wow, that breezed by. Yeah, you know. Joe, yeah. please tell us, uh-huh. what have you been watching?
0: All right. Well, the first thing I watched, they had available to rent on Amazon for 99 cents, so I wow. decided to rent... The Great Gatsby, the remake with Leonardo, and I think it's a while, I came up with a stupid name for Tobey Maguire, but I forgot it, so Tobey Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid enough. It's not good. No, it's, it's not. not a good movie. I think it got like a fifties. Yeah, movie it's right it's it is. it's heavily stylized, but they forgot to make the movie interesting and you know fun to watch.
2: That was uh, the drawback of his Romeo and Juliet too. Was it highly stylized, but? you still have to make it a fun movie to watch. The original movie, Rob Redford,
0: not good. I haven't seen that one, but I just know this one was joyless and not good. Hot take, the book, not good. Yeah, see... (laughs) Never (laughs) read
2: it. I'm not... There's like this cluster of books that I associate with high school. Yeah. Like the the Catcher in the Rye, Great Gatsby. um,
1: Alright, Catcher in the Rye, phenomenal. I did not I, like Catcher in the Rye. I Ray. really like that book. Did I love Catcher in the Rye. Did not. It's on my bookshelf right now. Fair uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. To
2: Kill a Mockingbird. Outstanding. I love To Kill a, a Mockingbird.
1: Garet Gatsby. Not, not good. Just yeah. not.
2: So <laughs> never read it. Well, my point being, there's like this the, that cluster of books, books that you've gotten assigned in school, mm-hmm. things like. Keaton what about Lord of the of Flies? Lord of the Flies, the, thing. the
0: Outsiders.
2: Lord of the Flies is a oh great God. book. I read but, that when I was twelve. <laughs> I feel like none of those pieces of literature will ever be translated to film. Outsiders is a well. phenomenal movie. I haven't seen Outsiders as a movie. To Kill it. a
1: Mockingbird is probably like That's a, very a top movie. 50 movie of all time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, today. I mean, you couldn't make the Kill a Mockingbird. Well, why would they? Why not? I mean, you can do it on Broadway. They're doing it on Broadway. I think it works just fine. I feel like you're. Gonna, they're going to end Jeff up...
1: Jeff Daniels is Atticus Finch on screen. Do it.
2: Yeah, if you're, if you're filming the Broadway show, then I'll watch it, but like...
1: Well, A Few Good Men was a Broadway play, and that was amazing, too. Which one? A Few Good Men. That was a play first.
2: Was it really? Broadway, yes. I did not know that was a Broadway play first. Yeah, I don't know. There, it, nonetheless, I don't think I'd ever go see a Catch in the Rye movie. At the very least, I would never go see Catch in the Rye J.D. Salinger
1: hates movies, so you will never get a Catch in the Rye <laughs> Good. So, nonetheless, I just feel like
2: none of those movies would ever translate that well.
1: Fun fact about J.D. Salinger movie Field of Dreams you both have seen it of course yeah. I was going to say I swear to God if you were just going to say he's dead no the <laughs> Terrence Mann that's the character James Earl Jones plays is uh, J.D. Salinger in the book by W.P. Uh, Kinsella and the title of Field of Dreams was originally called The Kidnapping of J.D. Salinger and they were afraid of a lawsuit and they didn't uh, want to go down the road so they rewrote the character completely but interesting J.D. Salinger hates movies
0: I learned today that he hates movies. He does. Let's move on to other movies.
2: Correct. My apologies for cutting you home. Yeah,
0: that's fine. My Hero Academia update. I'm into season two. Still loving it. Fantastic show. Great opening. <laughs> <laughs> they changed the opening for season two, though. Not as good as season one. I hate when shows do that. Yeah. The, usually anime does that every season. They have a new opening and closing song and art. The show The Newsroom with Jeff Daniels
1: had an
0: amazing
1: theme song for the first season. I love it was my favorite part of the show because the show was not that good. And then season two happened, and they s- synthesized it. Like it was the same
2: theme, but there was, it was awful. I'm like, I'm never watching this again. Was <laughs> <laughs> so it? The nude Room is famous for that one viral clip
1: in the first episode. Yeah,
2: the fir- I, I think it's. Isn't it the opening of the first episode too? Isn't it, like the first thing that happens?
1: Uh, it's the yeah, it's it's the opening setting. Yeah, I wouldn't call it the first scene. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that was written by Aaron Sorkin as well. I think that's his worst stuff, is The Newsroom.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to not see it, so okay. I just think all Sorkin is amazing.
1: <laughs> you might like this show.
2: It's, it's,
0: it's called The Newsroom, so odds are stacked against it, it's me liking it. Really?
2: Yeah, he's not a news person. I'm the no. only one in here that's like super like news, political heavy. But, like...
1: Well, I know people loves news movies. I do. I like journalism movies yeah. a lot. Did you like The West Wing? Have you seen The West Wing? I've never seen it. So you haven't seen any sort of shows, I guess? Nope. Okay.
0: Just like the man's movies. Gotcha. And back to movies. I rewatched Infinity War because I wanted to be fresh going into Endgame. Infinity War is very good. And then I saw Endgame, but I can't talk about it because neither of these two guys saw it. I'm going to spoil one thing for you guys, though. No. It was a weird decision by Marvel... To make it have so many musical numbers.
1: Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for that. Excuse me, this will be my last podcast.
0: <laughs> that War
1: Machine tap dancing scene. <laughs> so you did see the movie.
0: <laughs> Fuck, I'm out! We I'm can out. talk about it this whole time! <laughs> By the time this comes out, people who are really wanted to see Endgame will have seen it already. Yep. So, they'll know I was joking. Unless or was like, I? 12 hours <sighs> 13 hours? 14 hours? I don't know. Soon. Yes. Anyway. Good. And that's what we've been watching. Let's do the movie facts for Bumblebee so we can start talking about it and see if we can go watch hockey. Bumblebee came out last year, 2018. It's rated PG 13. It's 1 hour and 54 minutes long. It's directed by Travis Knight and it stars Haley Steinfeld, John Cena, Jorge Lindenberg Jr., John Ortiz, Jason Drucker, Pamela Adlin. Steven Schneider, Gwynn Terman, and Len Carey. those are close, if sure. not if not dead on. Budgeted at one hundred thirty-five million dollars. Wow! It grossed more than I thought it did. It grossed four hundred sixty-seven million. Sweet. That had
1: to be worldwide, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. one hundred twenty-seven million domestic. So it didn't yeah. hit budget domestic, but it did better than I thought it did. Yeah. So we got a shot at having a not the same Transformers movie happen again. The score is Rotten Tomato, 92%. Certified Fresh. With an audience score of 75%. IMDb, 6.9 out of 10. Metacritic, 66, with a user score of 7.1. Those are the stats for the movie, so let's get into our general thoughts, which as always are
2: spoiler-free. Hey, Corey, what'd you think? I really like this movie. I think that one of the... It separates itself from the other ones, which is... Honestly, probably the best thing that it could have possibly done. I think that there's only one major drawback that, upon watching it the second time, that I felt was a little more apparent. I didn't love, but otherwise, this is just a fun, fun romp. The lead, who is hey, thank you, is fantastic. I absolutely love her performance in this top to bottom. I'll go into everything else in detail later. Gotcha. Sequel. I echo
1: Corey's sentiment. I really enjoyed this movie, and I'm not a big fan of the Transformers franchise. But this movie is like kind of what I wanted the Transformers movies to be. It's a lot of fun, and I feel if this came out in July, it would have done way better at the box office. This is a summer movie that they released in December for whatever reason, amongst mm-hmm. stiff competition. Yeah,
2: it was bumped up against a bunch of big movies too, right? Wasn't
1: it? I mean. You're going up against the comic book movies during the summer, but it was just a poor choice to put this out. It has a summer
0: feel to it. it definitely doesn't have a winter feel to it. No, no. not at all. So.
1: But yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie.
0: I'm not a Transformers guy in any shape or form. I've never seen the show. I think I had one action figure. I've never seen any other movies. The opening scene of this movie made me really worried that I was not going to enjoy this movie. But luckily, it took a turn after that scene, and it becomes a very good movie. I love Haley Steinfeld in just about everything she does. I can't wait to see her become a bigger and bigger star.
2: Her face is familiar? I don't know what else she's in. Well, she
0: was in that movie, Edge of Seventeen. She was in True Grit, which I haven't seen. And she was Gwen Stacy in Spider-Verse.
1: Yes. Yes, okay, got it. She's a little girl in True Grit. The Jeff Bridges one came out in 2010 I
2: haven't seen it but I know, I know the movie
0: it's it is really fun it doesn't take itself too seriously and there's a lot of heartfelt moments in this yes. that I didn't expect to feel in a Transformers movie quote unquote and I'm glad that it feels like just a solid story it's almost like a coming of age movie and they happen to throw some robots in there
2: yeah that's a really good way to put it sure I agree with that
0: which I was delighted to see because I was not excited to see Transformers <laughs> And those are our general thoughts. From here on out, we're going to be spoiling Bumblebee. If you haven't seen it yet, this is your last chance to get out spoiler-free because we're going to start going into specific details starting right now.
2: So not that this matters. Everything matters, Corey. Well, it may not even be accurate. Amazon Prime may have just been fucking with me. Okay. But every time, like, so I watched it on my phone on the train, and every once in a while I would, like, tilt the phone or, like, have to touch the screen to, like, make it a little bit brighter. Whenever you do that, on the phone, the sidebar pops up that tells you like who oh, the X rays,
1: yeah, was yeah, the, who's
2: yeah. on the screen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Every time it was just Bumblebee, it was Dylan O'Brien. Was Dylan O'Brien? Dil- he's not credited clearly, but like every I mean, time I watch on Amazon, Dylan O'Brien, it was, it's a Dylan O'Brien Bumblebee. Like, did he do the motion maybe, capture?
0: Maybe he, either that or maybe he voiced Bumblebee for the tiny bit that he talks and on on Cybertron and a little bit on Earth. Yeah, before he gets a voice box. Actually, like that. that sounds right. I feel like. I feel like I recognize his voice, but I couldn't place who it was.
2: Okay. So it's his voice. He probably didn't motion capture for it. I can't imagine they motion I don't think he did motion capture. It's his voice. It is his voice. Okay. So that's why it kept popping up. I was like... And I didn't pick up on it in those first five minutes when you actually get to listen to Bumblebee speak. But once Bumblebee lands on Earth, this movie becomes really, really, (laughs) really good.
1: Yeah, you can cut the Cybertron crap out completely. Yep. Yeah, I mean it's it's important for context, but that doesn't look good at all.
2: I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it it looks it sounds oh, awful. It looks slight slightly better when he starts getting his memories back. You see that Optimus Prime fight as he's leaving. You kind of zoom in on that. That looks a l- a little better, not by much, by any means. But I'm better with that than I was with the opening sequence. I, I definitely agree with you on that.
0: I was so worried. Yeah. <laughs> was like, it well, was so... Oh, no, guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when you said, oh, no, I was trying to come up with, like, oh, what do you think do you say? And then he was just, like, you'll forget about yeah, it. Yeah, it's
0: about... it. Yeah. That's...
2: There's not was... a lot of action in this movie. No. Which mostly, I was
0: um... surprised but okay with. There's, like, two... Any real action sequences outside of the opening.
1: It's the opening and the... And... It's the opening... The small scene, battle scene on Earth. Yeah, and then the end. And then the end, end. that's pretty much it. And the middle of the movie
2: is the best part, because
1: it's Haley Steinfeld's relationship with Bumblebee.
2: The way that she builds that relationship with Bumblebee is just so incredibly heartwarming. And then there are moments of, of little bits of comedy thrown in that give Bumblebee a personality more than, I think, what we get in... Literally every other Transformer movie. I'll take your word for that. Yeah, I mean...
0: I haven't seen him, I don't know. I, guess yeah.
2: <laughs> I was a little too young for the cartoon. I was too young for the cartoons. I'm talking specifically the movies. Well, yeah, because
1: I don't know how Bumblebee acted in the cartoon versus the movie. Fair. So, totally fair. Yeah, it's... In the movie, he's just Sam Witwicky's... Car first car like yeah, that,
2: but I mean and that that's that's pretty parallel to this where yeah it, it's it's essentially her first working car well too. it's
1: if it if it's connected then this is the prequel to
0: the Transformers uh, it looks like it because it happens in what eighty five
2: but eighty seven but eighty seven the end the what I assume would be in real life post credit scenes in this undo everything that's happened that happened in the original how. Because Optimus Prime is already on Earth, and the other ones are landing in the first Transformers movie, it's Bumblebee's job to send out the message to get them to Earth. They're not there yet,
1: but you don't know what happens between eighty seven and like two thousand five. Where yeah, going to oh, you're saying that back. could have,
2: they, they could have fast forwarded mm-hmm. time, and this could technically be happening, right? Okay.
1: Yeah, so like, like the other Transformers could have returned to Cybertron
2: or wherever. Yeah, they wanted yeah, I guess that's true. True. there's okay. a lot of years there. Yeah, oh, that's true. Almost that's twenty. Point. Good point. Good point. I love the the putting the radio, the working radio in, because it seems like it's like almost a point of um, shame. I don't think is the right word, but like he's super self conscious about like his non working radio yes. because I mean he has a voice box ripped out initially and his only way of communicating is a radio that doesn't work. So her like fixing it's like That was also his signal, wasn't it? I think so. I think that may have like been Like the send to Optimus and everybody. Potentially. I, I don't yeah. I don't remember specifically. But the that's just a, it's a it's a moment where Bumblebee has to let his guard down and and choose to be vulnerable to this person who he barely really knows. And it's just really, really nice and then it's broken up with the comedy of like her putting in um Rick whatever his name is Rick, Rick Astley. Rick Astley. Yes. And him spitting that fucking tape out. Okay, not a Smith fan. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I like that Smith song. I hate. I was really sad that they got rid of that. Well, he listens to it at the end. It does, yeah.
1: Some negatives about this movie. Um very tropey. Hmm? Sure.
2: Extremely yeah. tropey. Yep. The, um... Did not break any ground as far as... I don't... Plot development.
1: Ever. Under I didn't experience this, or did, never witnessed this in high school, or... I guess they I'm assuming they're all high school age, maybe. Well, she's 18, so yeah, high school. Um, someone's parent passes away, and the bully makes a joke about your parent passing away. Yeah. I've never
0: seen it in real life. It is I haven't like, either. I'm sure it happens because people are just horrible little monsters, but... It's out of
1: nowhere. It doesn't yeah.
0: fit. I just oh, that
2: they lean they lean into the idea that she's kind of picked on and not well liked. She's a, at, she's ostracized. She's, she's, an, okay. a, she's yeah. an outcast. She's uh, an outcast. So they they hinted that a little bit, but that that went a little too far for me personally. I agree. It's a little absurd, but it leads it leads to one of my favorite fucking moments in this entire movie. Is it the tee-peeing? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's my favorite scene. It is my
2: favorite fucking it's, it's scene. It's him crushing the car. Yes, <laughs> dancing like, on it. Yes, it's, it's the. He takes the eggs, and smashes them all. And he's like doing like the wax, like the wax on wax off thing, yeah. and they're all like, "I'm like, yeah, you did it." And then he gets so excited that he crushes the fucking car, and then hides by flipping the car on its side and literally hiding behind it.
1: You did air quotes again.
2: I did. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I use those wrongs. They used it correctly it's for just, us. It's yeah, an audio it's, medium. Yeah.
0: So no one else knows you. It's thing, true. Until Sequel told everyone. <laughs> yeah. Which is a really inefficient way of doing this. Let's move
2: on. I love that. I love that moment. That was one of the moments I kind of cackled on the subway and woke up the person sleeping next to me. Nice. I would feel bad, but there were empty rows everywhere. and She chose to sit next to me. That was on I would
0: feel bad, but her was on my shoulder.
1: I'm yeah. going to also say, if I was a negative... Weak villain. In- incredibly weak. I mean... What you... villain? Well, I guess the two yeah. Decepticons yeah. that come down. You don't get
0: Megatron. Yeah. <laughs> no. You can't... For a movie that's barely any action, it, it wouldn't make sense for them to have like, a huge villain. And if you want to count John
1: Cena as the villain, he has zero motivation for going after Bumblebee, really.
2: <laughs> well, he got attacked by one... Uh, no, how did he get the scar on his head? Didn't we see that? Well, it, it Bumblebee crash lands when
0: Bumblebee fighting the Jet Transformer thing. Yeah, okay, right at the beginning. Yes. Yeah, so but his
1: his I guess his um, squad they get hurt. Nobody dies. They go after it because I guess it's a foreign craft. And then he just is hell bent on tracking. It's, mm-hmm. It doesn't really. Ooh, ooh, ooh yes.
0: Ooh. You said trophy This is trophy He's a military man. That's it. Mm. Right, but usually a militant, like,
1: if that, if his friend that he was talking to was tied up in the tree, and they were having that little back and forth, it um, oh, yeah, was yeah, pretty yeah. amusing. If yeah. he, like, died, I'd be like, okay, revenge, I like it, I'm in,
0: let's sure, go yeah. see it, get him. He has <laughs> no real motivation. I was waiting the entire movie for John Cena to become their friend, and I'm a little upset I had to wait as long as it did. Yeah. I really long.
2: You you waited it's till like a, almost the final frame of the movie. To a, to a point where it almost didn't even matter whether yeah, exactly. it was friend or not. Yeah, I wish cool.
0: that flip had happened. You know, two thirds of the way through, would've been nice. Uh, Haley Steinfeld's friend, Con- uh, memo. memo.
1: Yes, he's cool. He's like not a strong character at all. That's but the point.
0: He's the butt of all the jokes. Yes, but it's
1: it, and it's a kind of love interest, but not really. I like that aspect of it because he got, got friend zoned at the end. He Just got like friend zoned. Yeah,
2: he got straight friend zoned, and I think that was good. I I like the fact that there was there was no need for this lead lady to have a love interest, the only thing she cared about was was B. Like, that was it. That was her thing. And, yeah, the guy got a kiss on the cheek. But, like, that little repartee was good, too. On the cheek. Still counts. Yes. Yeah. Still counts. Still counts. I got
0: this. You got this. You're not a nerd. Okay, you are a nerd. But she doesn't have to know that. <laughs>
2: I'm starting to part in. Oh, my <laughs> God! Yeah, that's great. The only other thing... Movie wise, that I didn't particularly love about this was that when Bumblebee first wakes up again, he seems more like a scared cat you brought inside or a scared puppy that you brought inside and not a sentient, not
0: a giant, I, sentient robot. Yes,
2: so but like I didn't mind, I didn't mind like the, the nervousness thing, like it. But he seemed too much like a a, a scared dog.
0: I
1: like that aspect of it. Yeah, I I like like it too, but...
2: For me, I know that they're sentient creatures with brains like ours. are pretty much human. I don't think a kid acts like that. It's just the fact that he's
1: an alien, right? Mm -hmm. The alien being crashes down. His only interactions with humans have been terrible. (laughs) He's been dormant.
2: Well, he also has his memory erase. He doesn't really know who he is. He's a fish out of water.
0: He's been... been, uh, Volkswagen bug in a guy's junkyard for God knows how long. Exactly.
2: Couldn't have been that long. John Cena wasn't that much older <laughs> as the movie progressed. A few years. Yeah, a few years. Something like that.
0: John Cena ages great. Yeah. I guess. Yes. Gracefully.
2: Yeah. But that's fair. I, I I can see why somebody would like it. For me, I just wish... I wish it had come across to me more like I'm a scared kid not I'm a puppy. Like when she goes and puts... A, puts her hand on his face for the first time, it's literally what my cat does. Like he could have been purring at that point. And it was like it, you're I don't think much you're in. An yeah. Translators like are like,
0: alien cats. <laughs> yeah.
2: You're 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 a person, right? Like act more like a scared child, not a puppy. That was my I, only thing about it. I I like the fact that they, they showed that he was nervous and all that. I just the way it came across to me was a little bit off. Although I do like when he tries to fit himself through the dog door. That's great. That scene is fucking amazing. When he wrecks the house.
0: I hate that scene the most. Really? That okay. is an awful unnecessary scene. It, yeah. it is Oh, it is unnecessary. Again, incredibly tropey. That's this, that's man. the most tropey thing oh, in God. this entire movie. I think and it's so, so unnecessary. unnecessary.
2: Absolutely. And I enjoyed every last scene. Like second. it's
0: comedy for comedy's sake and then her mom doesn't really give a shit. Like, she's mad and then forgets about that the house is destroyed.
2: That That's problematic. For it's, sure. it's a terrible
0: scene. The trope
1: I enjoy the most is the old curmudgeon that is secretly a softie. I love those characters in movies. It's a death trap. No one. He, he, she's pretty much trying to rebuild a Corvette with both parts, which is going to go horribly. Totally. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he's like, I don't, we're not hiring, uh, I, f- I can get way more than that for the parts. Just take a little, my show's on, he's just being, being nice, but in a mean way, I, I enjoy guys like that. It reminds me of, um... That's what you're gonna be as an old man, aren't you? Exactly. <laughs> you're gonna be such a dick with a heart of gold. Yes. It reminds <laughs> me of the guy from Christine that runs the garage.
2: It, the, the Bumblebee, the Bumblebee origin story to me always reads like Christine. Always. You find this car in a junkyard, and you think it's a diamond in the rough, even though everybody knows it's a piece of shit. Cars alive. Christine's a horror movie.
0: Okay, Stephen King. Yeah, it's a
2: Stephen King horror cool. movie. Cool. No, I know what it is. Yeah, a car that's alive. Um, it's a killer car, like a wear car. Kind of. Pretty much. Yeah. Nah. But, well, it doesn't transform. Well,
1: when it gets destroyed, it regenerates. Ooh, it's true. Yeah, man. you can't crush it. Cool. <laughs> I think Bart Christine would die. I think he'd like it. The movie. Yeah, Joe would like it, right? I
2: think so. Who's like the lead? Movies. The lead's pretty a uh, pretty regularly known actor. Oh
1: uh, no, it's not. It was. <laughs> <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's where you're right? <laughs> Yeah, he's in a lot of those eighty movies. Like he's in Back to School. Yeah, he's in. Um, they Dangerfield? No, okay. his son in Back to School.
0: I know his character. <sighs> I all I can Harvey think of is Robert yeah. Downey Jr. And it's not him.
1: Nope. Uh, was it eighty-three? Christine. Christine. Yeah. Yes. I think he the guy's like a director.
2: Keith now. Gordon is his name. I feel like I've seen him in a whole bunch of things. A lot you know, a lot of eighty stuff. Yeah. yeah. Definitely that. I mean he's definitely at like an eighty that. I he's know. known for directing though, apparently. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nonetheless, the story is very similar. You you get you find a piece of shit car that you really fall in love with and it right. turns out to be living in one way or another. Except Christine is evil. Yes. And Bumblebee <laughs> is Not almost evil. perfectly benevolent. The yeah. thing is he
0: was in Jaws 2 by the way. Oh, good.
1: <laughs> good for him? Yeah. Is it good for him? I, I, I hate Jaws too. Everybody hates Jaws. I've two. never seen it, but I hate it. The world is split on Jaws 2. Really? Yes. That's weird. Because three and four are so much worse. Bumblebee, am I right? Yeah. How'd she get rid of the bees? <sighs> that was quick. That's very That's fitting, though. There. There's bees at it, and then she leaves, and then she goes. I want the beetle, <laughs> <laughs> and comes back, and the bees are gone.
0: You can get it to start. You can take it home. Is that the deal? Is that, that was the no. deal, right? She, that's the deal she proposed to him. If I can start it, it's mine. Yeah. It's right. yours, kid. Happy birthday. Guy just wants to watch Elf.
2: Yeah. On <laughs> crappy old TV. Is that thing even safe to drive? It's a death trap. But she's happy. <laughs> <laughs> I like... That's... I wouldn't call it a trope, but you see that a bunch in movies. It reminded me a lot That's of a trope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, no, no, no I get it. <laughs> but like, does it happen often enough for it to really be a trope? what, but, what if specifically we're talking about the that like we're ha- we're smiling and having like a, a oh, conversation. Oh, with, that that okay. Very okay. much like Miracle Max and his wife in A Princess Bride. You think it'll work? It like, would take a of oh, Bye-bye!
1: Like in Jaws, when Richard Dreyfus is talking to the people on the boat and goes,
2: <laughs> You're all gonna die! Yeah, like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but usually with like another... But like, specifically with another person. Right. Like, just smile and wave. Because that's kind of a joke. Yeah. yeah, it is. It happens. This movie also feels a little juvenile to me at some points. Makes sense. Yeah, no, it... it it's not a tonal problem per se it, it's just like they're, they're they're trying to give us these moments of depth and seriousness and emotional growth of not one but two separate characters and then in other moments it's it's kind of petty and childish it, it comes off a little petty and childish which makes sense because this movie is definitely definitely has to entertain children and you could tell that like there are certain moments that' like oh this is clearly for kids and the rest of it's for us, it, like which one is specifically? Give me an example. The one that pops into my head is, uh, well, really the fight with the mom. It's just such like a an angsty teenage thing, it, it, it comes. It, it's an angsty teenage fight for angsty teenage fights' sake. Because again, think about the think about the situation that we're in the middle of. Mom comes home. Her house is completely destroyed. There is nothing in that house that isn't broken, beaten. Or not in where it's supposed to be. That's
0: not true. Something of Ron's he was very excited about was still Oh, the really real.
2: The really real was still was still okay. Touche, sir.
0: I love Ron. Ron's the best.
1: Ron's gift for the birthday. <laughs> the book? The book. Yeah. It's from the heart. It's not much. People, if you
0: smile
2: at people, they're more likely to become your friends. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So good.
0: He's such a good driver. <laughs>
2: I was so worried that scene when all three cars almost hit him, I was like For ah, ah! <laughs> <Great> driving around. For <laughs> driving around. Her putting the helmet on before she goes to the Air Force base. Such a dumb moment. Such a dumb moment. I'm gonna leave it right at that. That's it's fine.
1: Yeah.
2: That's the thing though. Like a lot of these things, like you can either you either like them or you don't, but at the end of the day it's like fine. Yeah, I'm, like
0: that, I'm okay with that. Like, it's not like I was cheering when she put the helmet I was like, what a throwback to earlier when her mom got in the ugly helmet. Hey, they think we went back to the prop they introduced earlier. I love it. Fair yeah. <laughs> enough. It became important but yes. not really. Yeah,
2: exactly. There was um, a, a bunch of callbacks in this. Like, they, they do that a bunch, doing callbacks of things that have happened earlier, which I... It's good writing. It is good writing. Especially the diving scene. Hate that. You didn't like the diving? That was the worst, th-
0: that's my least favorite part of the I movie. I kept waiting diving. for the diving to be important, and then when it was, I was like, oh. It,
2: intended, right. <laughs> it was intended I'm just for the, the
1: audience to feel something, and I didn't feel it.
2: I think there were other moments that I've had. Like, she just used electricity guns to essentially, like, defibrillate him back to life. Like, that's the moment that you get that. So when it happens ten minutes later, and... She dives, like, it doesn't do it.
0: There were many emotional moments in this movie for me. That was not a lot of fun. No. no.
2: I'm just happy that she did it. Like, I I felt, I felt satisfied. It's not that it was important to me, or that it pulled on the heartstring. It, it was just the fact that she did it.
0: at some point during this movie, I'm going to lose my goddamn life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was happy Fuck. with the connection to her dad being,
1: like, auto repair and cars. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't need the diving thrown on top of
2: it. It felt... A little like a little much. It felt like it was it was what they needed because they had the scene written where she was going to dive off of the crane down to get Bumblebee. Probably. Like it, it was like, well, why, why is she diving? Oh, why don't we make her like?
0: I'm glad like, she's also diving. diving with perfect form because that matters right now. <laughs> <laughs> splash. Eight point four. <laughs>
2: The tiniest splash. She's going to save Bumblebee so much better now. <laughs> that was the other thing. I don't... I didn't also feel any stakes about Bumblebee being at the bottom of the water. His eyes never stopped being blue so I'm like... Yeah. Fine, that's, right? you know, like, it
1: seemed a little unnecessary. Yeah.
2: Like Bumblebee could have just been like... It, she didn't need to die. Had she not dove and just like walked down the way she came she would have met Bumblebee at the side they would have just been like Yay! High five and walked away anyway.
0: It's a crappy movie moment. Not that the one we got was super good, but that's a crappy movie moment.
2: Of (laughs) course, (laughs) yeah. No, I mean she got a
1: cannibal in there for for like
0: no triple Lindy, triple Lindy, just a really boring straight dive. I love
1: triple Lindy's not a boring straight dive, right? No, that's from Back to School. Yeah. Okay.
2: No, what we got was what, what we got, got was boring. Yeah, a dive. Back, yeah, we, gosh, yeah, okay. What we Did should not, have gotten
0: was the triple indie.
2: I love the back to school references in this podcast.
0: <laughs> Come for the Bumblebee, stay for <laughs> the back <laughs> to school <laughs> references. We've dropped two so far. Can we make it a hat trick?
2: I bet you can. I'm thinking about. it. Let's see. You got it's got to happen organically. It's not yeah, yeah, yeah we way. can't we can't force it. No, I don't follow. Alright, good. <laughs>
1: So yeah, my favorite would be the, um, favorite scene would be the uh, crushing of the bully's car, and my least favorite is the diving. I just did not care for it.
0: Uh, my least favorite was clearly the wrecking the house scene, and the mom not caring. That was a dumb scene that could have saved me, like, eight minutes of movie time. <laughs> that's
2: true. I mean, that, that's the only other thing, too, is that this movie does does feel a bit long. I, I mean,
0: actually didn't think it felt that long. I was fine with it. Yeah, man. yeah I mean, it,
2: I, I felt like I watched a whole two-hour movie. It's, I mean, it's what it is. It is. It is what it is, but, you know. They could have cut that.
0: They also could have just cut... They could have just cut the Wrecking the House scene. Yeah, and, it was and, the
2: and then... It's
1: like, that's that trailer scene. Was,
2: was it? Yeah. Oh, makes it worse, actually. He's going away is... His exit in that scene is pretty good, though. Because the last thing you see is just his arm come out with the thumb up and it kind of like just rolls away. I think his
0: entering the house is my favorite part when he like manipulates his body and Mm -hmm. he finds a way to get shimmy through sideways the door. Well, he's
2: trying to fit through the dog door and then the door pops off and he's like, oh, it's so much bigger. Amazing.
0: And my favorite is Charlie and B in the garage. That was really heartfelt. It's a very long scene, but it works. They kind of exposition dump. With her backstory, with her dad, but I guess it's, I like that better than a flashback,
2: which they also kind of gave us. She, for me, when when you're going to do an exposition dump, especially something like that, it, it needs to fit. She doesn't talk to anybody. She doesn't have friends to yeah, talk to. It, it fits. So it, like it like it works that like she's talking to her friend, like her only friend in the world. This is killer robot from outer space, and that she just met. And she just met it worked I, I like I mean, you know, it was my favorite
0: scene yeah, I like no, no, it too yeah. but I could understand how someone would criticize it for being kind of an expert because it it is but mm-hmm. it works also I'm getting really worried that Haley Steinfeld's only going to play young girls whose dad died of a heart attack because it's happened twice now
2: <laughs> she'll grow out of it I hope so <laughs>
0: Corey what are you what are did, a, did a heart
2: attack kill Gwen Stacy's dad too
0: no or she's they? alive that's Edge of 17, yeah. <laughs> it's not a spoiler. It's like the beginning of the movie. Of course, you said favorite was... Favorite is, is I'm going
2: to agree with you, especially once he starts like going over the top and actually destroying the car. Loved it. Least favorite, again, I think it's just... Overall, whenever Bumblebee appears more animal than human, kind of just throws me off a little bit. I mean, it's it's a pretty weak thing to not like the most, but honest to God, like, I, I enjoyed this movie enough that that's kind of kind of where I'm at with it. He's sometimes animal, sometimes, like, baby. Yes. And when he's baby, I'm cool. And if he's baby or, or like, toddler... Like, the destroyer the in the house scene is very toddler. Like, it's...
0: when he, When he's trying to hide... That's a toddler move. Yeah. Because he's imitating what they do. Exactly. When he's just trying hiding behind the car. He's like,
2: this is what you're doing. Or the or the, the small little rock on the beach. That was great. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> that was really fun. It was good in the moment.
0: Or when he buries his head. Yeah.
2: So yeah, that's uh those are those. I also really like what he does with her at like the first time, right before the really fucked up dad, dad joke comes in. When he's like, is anybody gonna dive with me? And he like opens the door and like bumps her forward. I was like, that's that's a good friend right there. He's like, hey, go do it. I like that. I have a writer up for Lou's favorite. Question for
1: you too. What do you call a hot dog on a stick that's dipped in batter? It's corn dog. Yep. Can they call a corn dog instead of hot dog on a stick? are not eating hot yeah. dogs on a stick.
0: That's a terrible business name <laughs> if you just call your stand corn dog. Come on, hot dog corn on dog a stick. Corn dog stand.
2: <laughs> yeah. But to be like, you've got to go to the frozen banana stand to get sticks, because we ran out of sticks. Bro, it's in the name of your fucking business. How did you run out of sticks?
0: He also says she used to go steal them. Yeah. So, apparently, the relationship between the manager of Hot Dog and a stick and the stand I've already forgotten the name of. Frozen banana stand. Frozen banana stand. Not good. So, there's always money in the banana stand. There's a story. But there is always money money in the the banana stand. I burned the banana stand. Why there's always <laughs> money? There was a hundred thousand dollars.
2: <laughs> there's always money in the banana no stand. No touching. No <laughs> touching. That that would have been an amazing poll if they had just if she had finally like walked over to the bana- the front of the banana stand and it's just Michael Sarah like. It's blue's banana stand. It's blue's banana stand.
0: I don't think I would have liked that. I, Plus, this was eighty-seven. right? Yeah, I know. It I mean, would have I had had to be like.
2: It wouldn't. Didn't did, no, but even one. if it wasn't actually Blue's Banana Stand, just have Michael Sarah doing a cameo in this movie behind a banana stand. People hate Michael Sarah. Yeah, one apparently. <laughs> I guess
0: poor I Michael know. Sarah. This movie made me really thirsty for lemonade. It looked really good. She's crushing those. <laughs> I would just want to go to like a fair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Must be nice to live in California when they just are around all the time. You're around. The of cemented the internet. Yes, Not they anymore. did. Yesterday now fits now
0: canon. They're called they call themselves Decepticons. Doesn't that raise a red flag? For that, you was, that, that was, was I, that was
2: my that was my runner up. Yeah, that's uh,
0: that's a really good. I couldn't figure out how to work that. Yep,
2: yep. Because that was that was going to be that was going to be my biggest complaint of the movie when they show up. It's like we're the Decepticons and we're here to fight a few fug- find a fugitive. And if they had just let go the fact that Deception is in the first part of their fucking name, I would have been real mad. So when, like, the next scene that John Cena's in, he's like, they're called Decepticons, for fuck's sake. If this movie had been rated R, he literally would have said that exact line.
0: I mean, it was PG-13 that
2: had one F-bomb. I don't think they used it. I don't think they used any curses in this. There were a couple different times they could have said shit or something, and they don't. They say damn, or... Then this movie should be pg
0: yeah, there's no blood in it. There's hardly any violence that uh, against a human. No sex.
2: No sex. No sex. I mean, this movie, and that's what I mean. Like this movie, there could have been a end. couple
0: of, of swear words that flew under the radar. Otherwise, oh, how goodness. did this get a PG thirteen? The world will never know. Hayley Steinfeld just too cute to get a PG rating. <laughs> guys, good. I'm ready. I'm I think am good. Bitch. Yeah, bitch. Let's do it. <laughs> Now that we're done talking about Bumblebee, we're going to assign a rating of infinity stones from one to six. If we give it six stones, we can also give it a gauntlet, and that's how that works, and I'm going to kick it to sequel. I okay, think this will be five stones. Very enjoyable. Just had the misfortune of coming
1: out at the wrong time. Haley Steinfeld is going to be a mega, mega, mega star. She damn well better. And she's well on her way to becoming just that. Five
2: stones. Corey. Nailed it. Nailed it. I've got very little else to say. I think that the ninety two that Ron Tomato gives us is well worth it. This movie wedged in the right spot in the summer, I'm gonna I'm gonna see the next one. If there is a Bumblebee Two or another Transformers movie in this universe that's good. Yeah. Well if there's another one in this universe, like if he makes another yeah. Transformers movie, I will say it. No questions asked. This movie was honestly probably saved a franchise. This is worth five stones and that's exactly what it's gonna get.
0: Very solid flick I enjoy everyone in it I think it does I think it's written well A lot of the humor works It's not It's for kids But it's not Juvenile in most of it I think Ex- Except Outside of the house Being wrecked in. That's a very Just goofy comedy That's there for the lols. I really enjoyed it And here we're gonna sweep it I'm also giving it five stones Yay Hey Not enough there to get the six But Really good time Those are our ratings for Bumblebee. If you want to let us know what you thought about Bumblebee or let us know what the next stop in the new Transformers universe should be, send us an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom! That echoed for so long, I'm sure. You're welcome.
2: You can also find us on Twitter and tweet us your non-spoiler reviews of any of the movies that we've done or movies that we're going to do at ZTHpodcast. If, however, you actually have a yellow VW Beetle please take a photo of it and send it to us on Instagram at GTH Podcast.
1: Yeah. Take a picture of your yellow Dodge Charger. Was it Charger or Challenger?
2: Camaro. Camaro? Camaro. Yeah.
1: Never mind. Edit that out,
2: Joe. You could have been a Camaro this (laughs) This whole time. time. That was another really good line. Yeah. That's what uh, what Wiki finds in the first Transformers movie is the Camaro form. Yep. That makes sense. And then he turns it into a Charger. It's a beat-up Camaro. And he turns it into a Charger? He turns it into a Charger in in the first movie. That's
1: cool. Weird. We're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash ZTH podcast, or search for us on Facebook, Zeroes Talking Heroes. Zeros and Heroes end in E S, and I'm adding that in there because two people were like, How do you find your podcast? I'm here it is, and they
2: spelled it the zeros and heroes without the E. The second E.
0: See, we're not crazy of having these <laughs> for this one. <long. laughs>
2: so I got one of my uh, fellow teachers at school to at, literally in front of me pull it up on her phone. And download it. Like and subscribe. And she did the exact same thing. She opened up her podcast app. She typed in zeros with no E. I was like, zeros and Heroes end in ES. Like, I had to say it. Like, it's crazy that you, you really do. You have to say it. That's
0: why we don't get anybody on Facebook. That's why <laughs> even though our URL is so simple as well. <laughs> yeah. so, so simple. And that whole conversation we just had about going onto to iTunes and spelling it correctly, you should do that and give us a five-star rating if you're enjoying the show, or a review would be cool too, but that's totally optional. And spread the word. These guys are doing it, I'm doing it, you enjoy the show, you should do it too. Get like-minded people to listen to this, or unlike-minded people, and let them expand their horizons. So thank you for tuning in to this episode, as well as any other episode you have in the past. Next time, we're going to be doing Avengers Endgame. It's finally here, and these guys will see it, and then we'll all talk about it. I can't wait. We're in the endgame now, Joe. We sure are. Good quote. What's that from? I don't
2: know. Some movie I saw a while back. And by a while back, I mean last night.
0: Until next time, it's my job to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. Bumblebee definitely became someone's favorite movie. Absolutely. Take care, everyone.